to the February 2023 edition of the What's On Reading podcast, recording today in the Biscuit Tin, the strange blue room that's at the Biscuit Factory that is used for all manner of different events, and uh, very grateful to the Biscuit Factory for letting us record here at such short notice today. What we're here to talk about is is neither biscuits nor blue, but it's kind of linked to blue, or at least linked somewhat to blues, because we're here to talk about jazz, jazz in Reading. And I don't mean that in a very general sense, I mean that in the specific sense of we have Trevor and Jim from Jazz in Reading as my guests this month. Hello. Hello. Hello, Damien. If you do like jazz, then these are probably the gentlemen that you want to speak to because they put on all manner of jazz gigs in and around Reading, including jazz at the Progress Theatre and a new night of jazz, blues, funk, and who knows what else at the Fisherman's Cottage. But rather than me telling you all about what they do, because otherwise it'd be kind of pointless having them here, I think it's probably best that we let them uh, introduce themselves and, and, and what it is that jazz in Reading does. My name's Trevor Bannis. I've been involved with Jazz in Reading for, I think, seven years. But it goes back way beyond that to 2004, when a guy called Steve Wellings set up this little project on his own, uh, which was quite bold because jazz, modern jazz in particular, had not really figured in the local scene for many, many years prior to that. And he set up various gigs, first of all in South Reading, uh, in South Street Art Centre, later in the Medeski Stadium and the Jazz Cafe there. After that, Town Hall, before Jazz at Progress actually settled down at the Progress Theatre off uh, Christchurch Road in 2014. We've been there ever since, presenting about 10 concerts every year, starting in September, working through to July the following year, and trying to present a cross-section of the current British jazz scene, modern jazz scene, so singers, groups, one or two large ensembles. I think the largest we've had is 11 musicians who formed the, the Johnny Mansfield Elf Tet, which just about filled the stage of the tiny Progress Theatre. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's quite quite the ensemble to get on that stage. That, they, they just about squeezed in. And it, I mean, it was fortunate that Progress didn't have one of their famous sets Stage, <laughs> which they do from time to time so we occasionally have to manoeuvre the musicians around the sets or actually place them in the sets which is quite interesting. Obviously we had a two year break, forced break like everybody else uh, uh, during the lockdown. Got back on our feet just over a year ago with uh, great success and lots of, lots of support which has carried on. Our most recent gig which was on Friday night was with a terrific project called the Gary Wilcox Drum Composer Project which was a slightly unknown territory. It was a, a dedication to drummers who were also composers. So famous names like Elvin Jones and Kenny Clark and various other drummers who were well known for their percussion antics, not so much for their songwriting and tune writing. And it turned out to be a really, really successful gig with actually younger members of the audience for the first time. Usually we, we reckon that if you're under 60, you count as being young at a jazz <laughs> concert. But we had some 16-year-olds there. Oh, really? Which was absolutely tremendous. Oh, wow. So we're hoping that there was enough um, interest, which I'm sure there was, for them to come again and hopefully bring some friends along. So that, I think, brings jazz of progress up to date. Jim's our man with all the other activities. I'm also with the Jazz in Reading team. We work together rather well. 
organising things. Trevor didn't mention that one of his um, skills is with words. He writes the, all the reviews for the for the events there, and uh, they're very evocative of the events themselves. We like to uh, we like to read them to remind ourselves of what we missed on the event. But there's also a lot going on in Reading, which we list in our jazz gig calendar at jazzinreading.com. There's the Sunnyside Jazz Club in uh, Benson, which has got a, a gig coming up with a good jazz guitarist, Rob Luft. At Goring, the Community Jazz Club, there's a tribute to Charles Mingus coming up soon. Wallingford has Cromarsh Jazz with the vocalist Joe Harrop. Martin Shaw, famous trumpet player, is playing at Bracknell Jazz. Purdy, also known as Rebecca Poole, a singer from Henley, is with the Stu Henderson's Remix Jazz Orchestra at Marlow Jazz Club. And in Guildford, there's a lot going on. And one event coming up at the University of Surrey is an essentially history of jazz piano by Ian Pearson, who's the artistic director of Ronnie Scott's and a great, great pianist. Um, should I move on to the pubs? Also, in the you've mentioned one already, Damien. Yeah, let's. Um, yeah, should we should we jump specifically to to your new thing at the at the Fisherman's Cottage? I'm working on that one with a, a bass player. I play drums, and we we form a, a, a rhythm section with various various pianists, and we have a lot of musicians. We're trying to make it not a drop in short notice because that sometimes doesn't work too well. You make it three three tenor players and all, all wanting to play, or five guitar players. So we've got a little bit of control over that, but basically it's a fun mixer in the evening. We don't quite know what's going to go on. It's slightly chaotic, but it's going down very well. We've run it only three times so far. Next one is on Valentine's Day, the 14th of, 14th of Feb. So all, all love songs, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, or quite the opposite, depends what on What we who decide turns. to do is we're going to play <laughs> anything we want to play, and describe each one as a, as a love song. For example, we're going to be playing Alligator Boogaloo, and there's going to be mention of how an alligator discovered that his lady love liked to have Boogaloo whispered in her ear. So there'll be a few love songs, but we won't go be too mushy about it. <laughs> Shall I mention a few of the other Yeah, go for area? a few others, yeah. Yeah, because there's lots going on. All of these, as far as I know, are free events, or one or two may not be. So as well as the Fisherman's Cottage, sticking with Reading, the butler in Reading, a woman called Alison Rolls, who is a very good uh, local singer, has started something she calls FSJB, that's Funk Soul, Jazz and Blues. And there's a great band playing there. Next time, P-Jam, I declare a vested interest. Um, <laughs> at the Queen's Head in Reading, we've got the Ewan Baird group, um, Oxford-based uh, tenor player, who's really, really very good. His group, Peter Bingham, who runs jazz at the Four Horseshoes in Sherfield, is appearing at the Angel at Woolhampton. Uh, Peter runs the Four Horseshoes regularly on, on uh, once a month on a Tuesday, his band with guest artists. And finally, at the Five Horseshoes in Maidens Grove, there's a variety of stuff happening, happening there. That I, I apologise to all the pubs and venues I've, uh, I've omitted. I mean, you've, you, it's a pretty strong list, and, and there's there's definitely a lot going on. And I guess say there's probably some people out there who don't realise that there is that um, much jazz happening in and around Reading all, all that's the true. time. And what they can do is go to the jazz gig calendar at jazzinreading.com, and everything's listed. I do like a good listings site, but you know that's kind of why I'm here. Yeah, really, yes. It? And indeed, uh, a lot of your gigs, the ones that kind of fit within our our, our remix, sit on on what's on Reading. Dot com as well, which is uh, which is great. And what is it about jazz that that makes you want to put so much on? I guess is the question. It's a good question. I mean, the underlying question is, is is what is jazz, and that's continually uh, 
continually discussed. I, th- I, think it's a, I think it's a variety, and I must admit it's also partly to do for me with the fact that it, in the common mind it's not popular. In one of our venues we've got a, an A-board outside permanently on a very busy road letting people know jazz is on, and I'm convinced that the majority of motorists who drive past see the J-word and aren't interested. People who are interested uh, come along and they're the ones we want to hang around with. I think the J-word works the opposite way around as well, that if you, if you are interested in jazz, your eye goes to that word. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you do find things that you, you know, other people would, would ignore. Yeah. Not very many people, and the, the more we can gain through what's on Reading or any other help we can find, then so much the better. Because so many people do say, oh, well, I, I didn't realise there was any jazz of progress. They know it for the theatre because that's long established and yes. has a really good reputation, um, you know, but uh, not so much for the music. Now I've had a chance to think more, more sensibly, I guess a lot's to do with a complexity of the music. It's often, it's often complex and, and interesting and, and diverse. And I guess also the fact it's, uh, it's unusual. It's, it's, it's not what, what you'd hear on uh, Radio 1 and Radio 2 a lot of the time. Yes. I think just, just going back to Friday's concert, which um, you know, I guess about 70 people came along to, you can, you can tell whether the music swings because the seats aren't that secure. <laughs> and when anyone starts to rock, tap their feet. Yes. The seats rock. <laughs> there were lots of signs of that on Friday. And also there was a feeling, especially on Friday, the, the music was, it was very immediate. You, you had that feeling that it was being created, you know, not made up on the spot, but it was create, being created within touching distance, really. The audience, I think, at Progress in particular, you feel very much a part of that. It's always a lot of humour also in the interaction yes. with the audience in yeah. jazz. And there's, there's also no dress code. It's, it's quite striking. Mm. Let's say not smartly dressed, the musicians are. They're, they're, there aren't stage clothes involved. Right. They, they've worn those jeans for a few weeks and they'll do tonight, you get the impression, <laughs> because they're concentrating on the music. They live the music. One thing I've, I've always liked when, whenever I'm seeing the new listings coming, coming onto the site it is, going back to, to, to what you were saying, Jim, the, the, sort of the complexity and the diversity of what could be considered jazz and some of the really interesting stuff I know that we've had him a couple of times at Christmas doing kind of Dickensian storytelling Alan Barnes yes Yes. I couldn't think of the name but yeah doing a Christmas carol via jazz and then was it David Copperfield via jazz this this year and it just that blew my mind a little bit that that such a thing existed for the Christmas carol Alan famous internationally renowned saxophone player came onto the stage wearing a a Victorian nightdress yes he, he he acted the part <laughs> and, to- and told the story with great, uh, great aplomb, didn't he? He, he? He's a tremendous character. He's probably one of the most hard-working musicians, you know, in Britain. He, he just, where, wherever you look, he's, he's playing somewhere. But sometimes it's just with... Well, he, he plays at Pangbourne with the local rhythm section there. And I think at Marlow, he, he, he plays all over. But he's also done pieces um, dedicated to Sherlock Holmes. Oh, really? I think he's done something else as well. Ah, now, I think it's Grimsby Fisherman. It may not be Grimsby, but it's certainly dedicated to a group of fishermen. Oh, wow. At a particular mm-hmm. location. So he's got a flair for <laughs> the unusual. Indeed. And it's, it's, it, it is such an un- unusual, I guess, a, a sense of the dramatic that you wouldn't necessarily apply to, to jazz music. And that's one of the things that really stands out about the, the gigs of yours that I'd say been party to, but that suggests I was involved in. The, the quality of the musicians that come from far and wide to, mm. to your shows. And, and they like to come. 
there's a good atmosphere at, at Reading. Yeah, the, the next event, the uh, two of the musicians at least are coming down from Newcastle specifically for this event. I'm helping them out by putting them up overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe Gilby, who's an award-winning jazz singer, and her, her quartet. What, what date is that? That's yeah. 17th of March. 17th of March. 17th. That's definitely one to come to. Yeah, she, to look she, out for. Yeah, I, I saw her at the 606 Club and uh, I wooed her on the spot to try and get her to, to come to us, and she, she succumbed eventually. She, she did Thelonious Monk numbers on, on one hand, you know, quite advanced jazz. On the other hand, she did uh, a Bridge Over Troubled Water, just uh, with voice and, and, and bass to oh, wow. kick off the second set. It was, it was just striking, striking range of stuff she does. So what's jazz, you know? Is, is Bridge Over Troubled Water a jazz number? Not really, but she's a jazz singer and it became jazz. That's, that's really interesting. I was just thinking a very similar thing and there was, um, I think it was going slightly off kilter, I think I read with Garth Brooks once, he's saying country is the singer, not the song. And it feels like that that's kind of the same thing with maybe not specifically the yeah. singer, but it's 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 the performance rather than yeah. the, the the piece. Yeah. You get a little bit of swing, a little bit of improvisation. Well one of the most popular groups that's come to progress is the, the Moscow Drug Club, who sing a whole range of different sorts of music, yes. they, which is sort of it's, it's jazzy without necessarily being jazz. And so there's Tom Waits and um, Leonard Cohen songs, as well as but things from Vaudeville and yes. you know, going back to the 1920s. But the players are, you know, well-known and well-accomplished jazz musicians coming together and doing this strange, this strange thing. Moscow Drug Club comes from a, uh, uh, a song which talks, uh, which they feature, which talks about uh, jazz in the Soviet era being underground and secret. And they talk about a place where the reds sing the blues. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like yes. that. <laughs> you, should, you should see them. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. I will definitely look out for them next time they're here then. We don't want jazz to be underground or secret, and you're doing a very good job of, of that. And there's, there's, there's others who are, who, are, who are doing that. You've already mentioned the uh, FSJB, is that? F yes. Yes, I've got the letters in the right order. You have. Um, Funk Soul Jazz Blues. Yes. Alison Rolls. Alison Rolls, which is happening. I think it's the, the first Tuesday of the month at, at the Butler. And, and also at the Butler, there's the wonderful Fleur Stevenson, who does her Jazz Singers Nights. Correct. On the, I think it's the fourth, rather than the last, it's the fourth Thursday of the month. And that, if you want to sing jazz, that's a great opportunity for you to, to come and sing with a, you know, a, a wonderful backing band and to do it in, in a, a welcoming in environment. So yeah, if, if you want to dip your toe into, into the world of jazz, there's plenty of opportunities out there for you. So we've talked a lot about the jazz stuff coming up, but obviously there is plenty of other stuff coming up this month. Gentlemen, did you have any picks or highlights of what you may or may not be looking forward to this month? Well, it's such a, such a choice. If I had to pick one, Let's try the, the next event for Funk Soul Jazz Blues, Alison Rolls' event at the, at the Butler, the first Tuesday of the month, I think that's the, that's the 4th of March, where uh, a, a flute-led band called P-Jam is appearing. Uh, I, mentioned, I declare a vested interest in, in that one. How about you, Trevor? Well, there are two events, both involving Stuart Henderson, our local trumpet hero. Uh, the first is his monthly gig as director of the Remix Jazz Orchestra which is at Finchamstead Village Hall on the last Friday of the month, followed by his monthly appearance at the retreat, which will be on the last Sunday of the month. So, 
I'm reliably informed, needs almost no promotion because uh, you, That's right. you've got to be there for about two in the afternoon <laughs> in to get a seat for that. <laughs> yeah. Splendid. Well, I mean, there's, there's obviously other stuff apart from jazz going on this month, of course. So some of the other highlights that, um, that I can think of that I'd like to share with you. So on the 17th of February, the Reading Ukrainian Community Centre and Reading Borough Council present a benefit concert for Ukraine in the concert hall hosted by BBC's Matt Allwright and featuring all manner of, of, of Ukrainian uh, musicians, including the outstanding dance ensemble Prolisok, Mirage uh, and Band Era, who play the Bandora, which is apparently the national instrument of Ukraine, and thus a clever pun name. So that's going to be a wonderful celebration of, of Reading's Ukraine community, with funds going to support things going on in Ukraine. Speaking of the concert hall, the next classical concert there is, is from Arturo Castro Nogueras, who is a classical guitarist, probably not a million miles away from some of the jazz guitaring that goes on. And he's he's no stranger to, to Reading. He lives in Dusseldorf, so he's been part of various twin-based uh, events, and he, he's making his concert hall debut, as far as I'm aware. And the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, which is coming up from the 22nd of February, uh, is at Reading Rep Theatre, and it's their production of Hedda Gabler, in association with a girl called Stephen Theatre, and it's very much a, a version steeped in, and I'm using their words here, steeped in queer rage and suburban monotony, with Anna Popperwell, who was in the Chronicles of Narnia films, in the lead role. So lots of very different stuff going on this month, and of course you can find even more of that on whatsonready.com. So that brings things pretty much to a close for this month's podcast. But just once more, obviously, the, the website to find your listings is jazzinreading.com. Correct. Correct. And from the sounds of it, if one show isn't quite right for you, the next one may well be instead. There's such variety out there. And if that's not a metaphor for everything that goes on in Reading, I don't know what is. Thank you very much for your time, Trevor. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. Pleasure. A pleasure. Thank you all for listening. And we'll be back next month with another podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.